If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter number 12. Wow, I enjoyed the, all of the testimonies of Brother uh, Dwayne's testimony about his, his sisters. What a blessing. What a blessing. When you see your family come in and serve the Lord, truly, truly a blessing from the Lord. Brother Sturgill just... Just phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if we got that on recording or what, but it's on live stream. Either way, God really spoke through him and about his testimony, where God brought him from. And God can do the same for us. And Dave as well, done a wonderful job bearing his heart. Amen. Genesis chapter number 12, verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. All right. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them, him that curse thee, curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go unto the land of Canaan, unto the, to the land of Canaan, they came, came, and Abram passed through the land uh, unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanites was in the in the land. Canaanite was in the land, and the Lord appeared unto Abram and said. Unto thy seed I will give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. Verse 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and and high on the east. Hey, I on the east, ever how you want to say that. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed going on still towards the south. I want to teach or preach for a few moments here tonight on being certain in the 
uncertain. Being certain in the uncertain. Lay your Bibles down. Raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray today, God, that you move, Lord, upon my lips of clay. That I may speak as the oracles of God. Help me, Lord Jesus, to do and to say and to be, Lord, everything you would have me to be, Lord, in this place. God, I'm trusting you forever. Glorify you, Lord, for all you're doing here in this place. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. So many times in our life, we have entered in places to where we were uncertain. Lots of, of times, us as individuals, we want to know the details and want to know all of the things that's going on in, in our lives and all of the things that is going to be coming into the future. We understand that we have a desire to be certain about things. We, we have a desire to want to make sure that things are a certain way. We want to be certain. And we, uh, many times in our own life, um, we want to be certain. To, cer- to be certain is to know for sure. Uh, established beyond uh, established beyond a doubt and we want that in our life in order to to live many times we desire to be certain about stuff I was a little uncertain there for a minute Mother Sturgill's computer crashed which doesn't bother me as bad as it does him but I seen he was he was very uncertain about that thing He was a fiddling and going on. As long as my computer don't crash, we'll be okay, right? <laughs> Uncertain. To be certain about something is to know for sure. We got to, to know for sure, for sure what was going on. And I, my mind goes back to even when Brother uh, Dwayne was testifying about his sister. I want I got to know that I know that I know. I got to be certain that I have it. I got to be certain about things. And it's natural for us to have a desire to be certain about something. That we will know for sure about something. And I, I want to pause here for just a moment that there's some things in the Scripture that we're going to have to be certain on. That there's not going to be any any doubt there any doubt in our mind of what is true and any doubt in our mind of what is right and what the Lord has said I believe there's some things that the Lord has spoke inside of the Bible and the word of God that we can be certain for as the old timer said we can take it to the bank of all the things that the Lord has done and what the Lord has said and I believe today that we can be certain without any doubt that the Lord is going to perform every word he said in this book Right? Beyond a doubt, certain to know for sure some things. But they are some things many times in our life that we are uncertain about. We've come in contact with different things. And different things in our lives we uh, aren't certain about. Uh, sometimes you, you, can, you can drive down the road. And I say, I'm not sure if this is the road I need to be on. My brother recently, by faith, tried to drive without a GPS. My brother Harold, leaving my sister's house, and went, ended up supposed to went towards Berea, but he ended up going almost to London. 
on the wrong way. He supposed to went north on 25, and he was going south, and he didn't realize it until he got down almost to London. And my and my 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 mom's like, "Lord, Lord, we're in London." Because I guess we'll get home one way or another. Oh, because it's uncertain sometimes. There are things that, uh, that are uncertain. There's things in your life that are uncertain. There's things that you cannot guarantee that it's going to happen. There's things in, your, in, your, in, in, in the world that are uncertain. You are not able to rely on those things. Uh, though these things are not known, they are not definite, um, they're not sure. And many times uh, the things that we are in, the things that we are, are, uh, are trying many times, we are uncertain about those things. As you could say, maybe you was trying a new restaurant or trying a new food or whatever, and you was uncertain if that food had coconut in it, but you ate it anyways. You were uncertain that that, uh, that, that shrimp may still had an effect on you like it used to, or whatever, you know. You were just uncertain, you know, and sometimes you, you just buy the mystery, you know, you just do it anyways. Uh, you were uncertain about that, and some all, oftentimes you can be uncertain. It's not known to you. What was going to happen? It's not definite of what is going to take place. And so often our future, our destinies and what's happening down the road can be uncertain because we know what's happening right now, but we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, the Bible says that tomorrow is not promised to any of us. We have today. Oh, and today is all we have. Oh, because I promise you, to, I promise you that your future may times can be uncertain it can be unguaranteed it can be unknown and you can't rely on future prayer you can't rely on future decisions you can't rely on that you're unable to say I can just wait and pray tomorrow I can just wait and get saved on Sunday I can just wait and get my life right later on because you're not promised tomorrow and tomorrow is uncertain and many times we can be uncertain we need to be certain on our strengths and certain upon what we want many times and we need to be certain about the direction that we are going and, and, and the direction that we want to go we got to make sure that God is the center point of where we're at sometimes we we are setting forth, although our things are in the future that are uncertain, we're going to have to be un, un, uh, able to understand and certain about our own strengths. Oh, many times we need to understand what is our strong points, what is our strength, what can we face, what can we overcome. You know, if, if I come at Brother Dwayne and he comes at me balling his fist up, getting ready to sling his water bottle at me, whatever it may be, uh, you know, I, I may not know what's going to happen next but what I do know is my strength in my hand all I know is I for sure if I could get one lick I think I can take him out you know I don't really know what he's going to do I don't really know how strong he is he's never hit me before but what I do know is what I got right here in my own strength 
And sometimes you don't know what's going on around you, but you need to understand your own strength. Oh, and your strength that comes from the Lord, and your strength comes from God, and your strength is, is brought forth by the power of the Holy Ghost when you reveal your weaknesses to the Lord, for His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And if you know where your strength comes from, no matter how uncertain your situation is, you can still take it out. You know, I don't know if Dave's going to drop kick me. I don't know if Brother Turtle's going to do some kickboxing or not. But all I know is what I got right here. And it may be a floppy mess, but I know I can do something. Be certain about your own strength. And if we're ever going to do anything right, you've got to be certain by your own strength. And you've got to be certain by the things that you want. I won't to go where God wants me to be. I want to do what God wants me to be. There's nothing can change somebody's mind if they want to do it. If you want to to, to walk out on God, you can do it. But if you want to serve God with all your heart, you can do that as well. Whatever you want to do, whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. Well, whatever you think you're big enough for, you know, you can do it. Brother Dave, if you, whatever you want to do, I just want to make a statement. I smoke all the weed I want to smoke. I've drank all the wine coolers this week that I wanted to drink. I did. Everything I wanted to do. I went out with every woman I wanted to go out with. I've done all kinds of stuff. Whatever I wanted to do. But you know what the thing is? I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get drunk. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to go run around town with a bunch of wild women. I didn't want to do all these things. I didn't want to smoke weed. I'd done everything I wanted to do. I just didn't want to do it. Because God changed my desires. I, don't, I didn't want to go to the bar. I didn't want to drink alcohol. I didn't want to do those things. I, I, I had the freedom. I could have done it if I wanted to. But I made up my mind. Although I'm uncertain of how I'm going to handle every situation. I know what I want. And I don't want to walk in the ways of this world. I know and what I want. I want to do the things that's pleasing to God. I know what I want. I want to live for God with all my heart. Let's clap our hands to Him right now. Yes. Amen. You've got to be sure of the direction. Now, now, he didn't know exactly where he was going, but he knew the direction. Abram didn't know all the details, but he knew the direction he needed to go. Oh, sometimes you're going to have to be certain about the direction that you're going. Oh, I'm not, no, I don't know how this church is going to meet the goals and the potential and the direction that God wants I don't know how each individual in here is going to be able to reach to where God wants them to be and you may be sitting there saying I don't know if I can ever get to where you, you feel like God wants me to be pastor but I'll tell you what the main thing you need to be certain about is the direction that you're going I don't know for sure how I'm going to get to Walmart but if I can just get and follow the direction that one of these days it's going to be like a mirage in the middle of the desert <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts fresh delivered every night 
whatever, you know. It's the direction. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to get to that ministry. You don't know how you're going to get to that calling of what God wants you to do. But you're going to have to be certain that you are going in the right direction. Oh, that nothing sways you from the direction that God has put in your mind and your heart. Keep on walking. And as you walk towards the things God has for you, God starts illuminating. For thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. It illuminates where I'm at and also shows me where I'm going. Keep walking. Be certain of the direction that you're going. Be certain of where you want to go. Make sure that it's the direction you're wanting to go in. Have you ever been walking? You say, well, I don't want to go this way. I didn't want to do it. I, you know, this ain't really what I want to do. You know, you know, you walk, you get up and you walk in the laundry room, you realize you wasn't supposed to be there. I was like, or you didn't want to be there. Somehow the Lord orders your steps and said, buddy, get a load in there. But you need just say, that's just a little humor, but lots of times you're going to have to make sure that it's the direction that, that, that you're going is the direction you want to go in. Having an Having an agenda is, is important. Being able to make certain of where you're going, writing it down, knowing the direction that you're going, having, having it right in your mind that nothing would be able to sway you. Nothing will be able to deter you from where the things that God wants you to go in. Make it certain. Oh, you know, being certain about things, it makes people feel safe. You ever felt like you was uncertain? You know, it's just like going up on a sky lift with Brother Denny. Everything's going to be all right, brother. Everything's going to be all right. Me knowing without a shadow of a doubt everything was going to be okay. Knowing that he's going to be okay, but he was very uncertain about that. And, he, and you know, being uncertain makes you feel unsafe. Sometimes when the pastor's preaching and preaching goes and the things that's going to happen, ministries and things we're going to be doing, you feel unsafe. You feel like, well... You feel very vulnerable, like you're just out. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, and you know, I don't know how this is going to work. I just feel so odd. I feel so weird. And and sometimes when you're doing things you ain't never done before, you feel weird. It's awkward to you. It's just like, you know, having having two left thumbs or two left feet or however you want to say it. You know, you just be. You know, weird and awkward. And I remember working in those factories where we worked at assembly line. Everything was weird. Everything felt odd. When I worked on this one line, everything was set up for left-handed people. And brother, brother Dylan would love to work there. But you know what? That place burnt down. And I wasn't the one done it. But but it did burn down. But I'm telling you, everything was that so so awkward to start with. Everything felt weird. Oh, it was because it was. And sometimes when you're doing things for God, it feels weird, uncertain. How's it going to be? Is it going to be all right? Is, is, is the Lord going to move? Is, is, is God going to bring the revival? He said He's going to bring. Is, is, is sometimes you, it makes you feel unsafe. But when you are certain about things, I believe today you can feel safe. You may not feel safe. 
can secure and be certain about everything, but in that uncertainty, you can be certain that God is taking care and you are going in the right direction. People with certainty have the ability to live with what? With passion. People with certainty can live with focus. People with certainty can live with a purpose. Uh, People with certainty can live uh, with perseverance. If you are certain that you are doing the things that God wants you to do, and you may not have all the details, you may be going in unfamiliar places, you may be told to leave your father and your mother, your family, your kindred, leave everything that you have behind to go and do the things God told you to do. And although the details haven't all yet been fulfilled, if you are certain that you are going in the direction that God wants you to go, you can feel safe, you can have passion, you can be focused, you can walk and live with a person, purpose and you can have perseverance through every situation and you can live without any doubt you know that's what we need to have we need to have that life that where we can live without any doubt where we can walk all those well it looks like it's all falling apart and say oh no we just keep on going it doesn't look like it's right. Oh, we just imagine how Abram felt when he went in and he told his wife and he told his his nephew and he told all of the family and all of the kindred. He said, we're leaving. Everything's going. Where are you going? I don't know. Where are you going? He ain't told me that yet. How are you going to get there? I don't know. You know, we just go down to Chevron and put the gas in the tank. I don't know what he said. You know, crank up the camels and get them going. I don't know what he said. You know what? However, he, you know, he may have said, you know, that what we needed to do. He said, I don't know how, you know, we're just going to pack up and go. We're going to take everything. Oh, his family said, You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're going to die out there, young man. Oh, you ain't going to take my grandbabies out there. No way. You ain't going to take. Oh, your nephew out there. Oh, no, you ain't going to leave. Oh, but Abraham said, we're going to go because the Lord told me to go. And sometimes when the Lord tells you to do things, you're going to have to do it no matter what your family says, no matter what your friends say, no matter what the neighbor says, no matter what anybody else says. If the Lord has spoken to you, you're going to have to do what thus saith the word of the Lord, even if it's uncertain. Even if it's uncertain, even if it's uncertain to where we need to go, he, he told Abram to leave his country, leave his people, leave his father's household, leave his land and, and where he was at and go to the place that he's going to show He said, I don't understand it all. But I know that you're going to say you're going to do whatever you told, you you said you're going to do. Oh, you know what happened? The journey that Abram went on, it started and began with God. If you're ever going to do anything, it's going to have to start with God. And that's what a lot of people leave out. They leave God out of the equation. They leave God out of their home. They leave God out of their work. 
You know what? They, they do all these things and they make decisions to move and go to other towns uh, and, find, and find other jobs that hinder their relationship with God and hinder their walk with God and their faithfulness to the house of God. And they've done that. And the, thing, the problem is, is that they left God out of it. If you're ever going to do anything for God, you're going to have to make sure it begins with God. It's got to start with prayer. It's going to start, start with a walk with God. One thing about this journey that Abraham had, it started by the phrase, the Lord said unto Abram. Uh, he, he told him. And you know what? If you don't have a walk with God and you don't pray and you don't seek God, don't ever expect God to tell you anything. You'd be lucky to, for God to even speak to you through the preacher. Because more than likely you wouldn't be listening to him. And if he did tell you, so I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm pretty uncertain about that. I don't know if he knows what he's talking about. You know, but if you're prayed up, oh, and you're and the preacher's preaching, it gives you confirmation. Have you ever heard the preaching and 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 the preacher's preaching things like, oh man, we just prayed. I've heard. I've seen husbands and wives look over each other and say, we just talked about this on the way over, on the way to church. We just talked about this last night. You know, when we were, right before we was going to bed, we was talking about this. This was in our Bible reading. You know, we was just discussing this. Oh, and sometimes that happens. But that's because you have been talking with God. And when you talk with God, it gives God access and the opportunity to talk to you. It begins with God. If we read our text, it started by the phrase, and the Lord said... The Lord said, Abraham's journey was a spiritual journey. And our walk today is a spiritual walk. As we walk from the Lord and we serve the Lord and our walk with God, it begins with God as, as in all things. All the way from the beginning of creation when God said in the beginning, God, everything was from God. Everything has God in the origin of it because there's no beginning that's ever existed without God. There's nothing that can ever start in your life unless God. God starts it. Oh, I tell you what, if God's dealing with your sister, it's because God moved and God started and God created and God showed mercy and God showed grace. It's because I started and began with God. Let's clap our hands, Lord. The significance. In this journey, in the phrase of the Lord said, is because God was revealing part of His plan. Not just a plan, part of His plan for Abram, but He was also revealing part of His plan to, to the people of God and, and turning. Uh, uh, from, uh, and returning them back unto Him even uh, from, uh, from when they fell back in the Garden of Eden. It was God's plan and His mission to, from the beginning to, to reveal to Abram all of these things. It was not that Abram decided to do something great for God on God's behalf nor was it because Abram's plan or idea is uh, uh, it was 
was not his idea of what God had or it wasn't God his mind of what needed to be done but this was God's plan usually we can tell the difference between God's plan and our plan I feel like I'm preaching today So often you can tell the difference between your plan and God's plan. Our plan seems to be achievable in our own eyes. I think I can do that, Pastor. I remember when I first was starting out from the serving the Lord, and, I, and my pastor at the time, Brother Peebler, he looked at me and said, I, I, I'm going to let you lead song service. And he pulled me in the office and uh, said, You know, I think you're going to sing. I want you to lead song service. I'm like, I, I just, I just don't think I can do it. I, and I knew I could do it. I, I could sing, and I do all. He, he saw it in me, you know. Here I was, just a little kid. I was like seventeen years old. He wanted me to get up there and stand in the front and lead song service. It's like, what in the world? You know, it wasn't achievable in my own eyes, but ultimately, it was God's plan for my life. And what would have happened if I would have accepted the plan that God had for me? Um, so oftentimes, it looks like we can accomplish it. It looks like something that that can be accomplished, and usually, it can be done without God's supernatural help. It looks like it can be done without God's supernatural help But God's plan requires us to believe in the sovereignty And the authority over That that God has the sovereignty and the authority over all things God's plan requires us to trust in Him To accomplish those things That we cannot accomplish on our own If we want to see God's will and God wants you to do something, it's usually something that you know, have no way of doing. Just like when he called me to preach, I said, are you kidding? Are you sure? And God felt it so strong. I knew God wanted me to call, call me to preach. But I said, Lord, you got your work cut out for you. But the Lord reached down and he moved in my life. And still to this day, when you're following after God's plan, it puts you out on a limb. It puts you in a place to where you don't know how it's going to happen. It puts you in a place to where I don't know how, but I know I can trust God to accomplish the, do, and do the things I cannot do on my own. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Yes. The, the phrase... That Abraham said, when God, when, when God told him to go, he said those words, I will, I will. He said he would do it. He said that he would go. Oh, those two little words, you know, conveyed us the idea that God has a a goal and a role that he wants to achieve in our lives. He wants us to 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 he wants to be the one who do to do things in our lives. We need to be in agreement to do that. Oh, we need to understand that God has an active role in every plan of our lives. Oh, we, we understand that we cannot do it on our own. Although he may have said those words, he said, I will go, I, I will go into the land. And, he, and so he went. He, he went to that place. And, and he went to that place to where he, that God told him to go. And he departed. So he departed. He, he went. He said, it went all the way through. And, and it went to, to that point to where God 
said, I will bless those that bless you. And I will curse those that curse you. And all those things, when, the, when he, you do what God told you to do, then God will do the things that he told you he will do. If you obey God, God's going to stand on his word. Oh, he said, if you go, I will make a way. Oh, God was active in, in the beginning of creation. He's still active in our lives. And I'll tell you today, God is still moving in our lives. And he still calls the children of God to, to come out and do the things that God wants him to do. He still desires us to have a personal relationship with him through his his sacrifice and through the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ through the application of and obeying Acts 2.38 and when we repent and we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins God pursues us even when we do not pursue Him The only time, as that song says, the only time I've ever saw him run when he ran to me, took me in his arms, held my head to his chest and said, my son has come home again. When he came out and rescued you, oh, even when you don't pursue God, God pursues you. He pursued us from the beginning of time through Jesus Christ. When He came down was a pursuit that, that we could receive re re forgiveness of sins and eternal life in the name of Jesus Christ. It was through Jesus Christ that gave us access to do the will and purpose of God and the plan of God through our personal relationship with Him that we are able to have the power of the master, the power of the savior, the power of the creator to restore us back to the original and reconcile us back to himself the uncertainty through all the story of the bible was all uncertain, what does all this mean it all was a type and shadow, a foreshadow of things that was to come. All the way through this, this walk in this life, our journey, our future as a church, it requires steadfast faith. The Lord gives specific directions, but it still requires faith. Not only do we need to accomplish His will, but we're going to have to have faith even when it doesn't look certain. Being certain in uncertainty. As I'm coming to a close here tonight, Abraham was told to leave his family, his country, his very family, his very family oriented society, everything around him, the familiar areas in his life. Have you ever been in a place that wasn't familiar? You ever slept somewhere that wasn't familiar? Brother Sturgill, sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, upside down. I remember I remember my bed in my old bedroom, you know, when I was able to shut the door. Um, you know how it was. 
Oh, it was dark. I got up in the middle of the night, and I, I wondered, and I was trying to figure out where I was, filling the walls. I, I got to find the door. I got to find an opening, and I and I went, and I and I hit. One of, we had these open closets, and I hit the closet shelf with my head. Boom. Uncertainty. Sometimes we, we, we are disoriented. Sometimes we, we feel like we are in unfamiliar territory. Uh, things are uncommon when we have to leave everything and everyone behind. It's uncommon to us. Abraham was required to have faith in God rather than himself. You can't have faith in yourself. Our church can't have faith in itself. We can't say, well, the anchor can do anything. We're the anchor. The anchor, we can do anything. And I believe through God we can do anything. But it's not going to be through us. It's not going to be through this preacher or through you by yourself. None of us can do this. It requires God. It requires faith in God not ourselves. He, he requires us to be so close to Him that God is the number one priority in our lives and more important than any other relationship, even the relationship with His, with his wife. Abraham made sure that no matter what, he was going to do it, even if no one else came. Imagine if his wife said no. You would he have said, Yeah, I'm only gonna leave you anyways. What if Lot said, You crazy, you know, you know, you know, you ate too much pizza. Hebrews eleven and eight through ten says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go into the place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned into the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and hers with him of the same promise. And heirs with him with the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, which builder and maker is God. You ever heard that? I'm looking for a city which builder and maker is God. He called him that place. Abraham was steadfast, focused upon God. And to the eternal home that he was getting ready to go. Oh, I'm on my way to Canaan's land. I'm on my way to Canaan's land. We sing a song growing up. I'm on my way to Canaan's land. Man, I'll tell you what I miss Sunday. I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm need some grease or something up here. On my way, praise the Lord, I'm on my way. You know what? He had to make up his mind he was going to get to his eternal home. Apostle John, he's, he had to have that same focus when he was on the Isle of Patmos. Oh, oh, while in the Spirit praying. 
I can't, I better not sing that song about John the Revelator. But oh man, John was on the Isle of Patmos. John was boiled with hot oil. Oh, John, he, he was, he had, he had all kinds of, of punishments upon him while he was on the, on the Isle of Patmos. And we could study out all the history and all the things that took place in John's life. Oh man. Oh, but all through all that, you know what? He, he followed his mission and he was steadfast and focused all through all of that. And he saw things like we could have never imagined. He saw things that he, well, he, he couldn't even tell. Oh, he saw things that couldn't even be wrote down. Oh, John the Revelator, as he was on the Isle of Patmos, he had that same focus. He didn't know what was going to happen. But while he was in that old being, Board. And while he was on the Isle of Patmos being tortured, God showed him the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he was able to receive and to proclaim the promises of the thing that Abraham was looking for. And the place I feel like preaching here, I know I ain't got time to preach, but I feel like preaching that city that Abraham was looking for. John saw that city coming down from God out of heaven, the city of New Jerusalem. And I believe today we're going to see that same city that John saw. Oh, I believe one of these days if we say focus and we're going to see that city that seems uncertain, but I'm certainly going to be there. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. God gave us promises. Number one, God promised us that he was going to do something God-sized in our life. God-sized. Bigger than you. Second promise. God promised Abraham that he was going to bless others through him. Abraham would be a blessing to others through his attitudes and his promise. The attitudes of the promise. Number three, God promises always to go beyond the immediate circumstances. God promises to occur as, uh, over an extensive time. It doesn't stay where it's at, but over time it changes. It ain't always going to be this way. God's promise, God promises are not... Only for the benefit of the person that's receiving the statement of the promise. But it's also for others. Let's all stand as I'm closing. Our children and their children are impacted by the way we live out our faith. The way we trust God. The way we believe in His promises. Our family, our church, our community are all going to be affected on how we believe and trust in God's promises. God's word is loaded with all kinds of promises. For who? For you. For me. His promises are readily for us. Never to leave us nor forsake us. Jesus said His promises is for whoever will trust Him. He, his promises will, will, will never give up. And He will never give us more than we can bear. His promises is that if we seek Him with His whole heart, we're going to find Him. 
He promises us that He would give us peace and grace and mercy. He promises us that He was going to make us known to others of His glorious riches which we've received when we got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hope of glory. Looking for that blessed hope in that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, there's, there's, I don't know, there's over 200 something promises in the Bible. There's probably more than that. I could keep it going on. But one thing that stands out to me is promise number 239. I like that. Promise 239, Psalms 5 and 12, says, I bless my righteous, uh, let me make sure, uh, Psalms 5 and 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as a shield? He's going to shield us with his favor, with his blessings to the ones who live righteous, the ones who live holy. The journey requires action. Abraham obeyed. The journey requires faith and works. Both faith and works. We're going to have to go forward. Abraham celebrated God's promises in his life that God was going to bless him. He built an altar unto God. Are you as close to God as you would like to? Are you as close to God as as you would think that you need to be? Looking back at your life, are there moments in your life that you could look back and you were closer to God than you are now? That you prayed more? That you were fasted more. We've got to have to get back. It may look uncertain. But we can be certain. In uncertainty. Be certain in the uncertain. Let's pray. God in the name of Jesus I come before you and I pray. God that you move Lord upon every heart in this place. Lord Jesus, although we are getting ready as a church to go into the uncertain territory, the places we've never been before, we're doing ministries we've never done before, we're going places we've never done before, we've never been here before, but God, we have faith to know that you have a God shape or God-sized promise, a God-sized miracle that you're getting ready to perform in our lives. Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that you would bless us, that you would touch us on this journey. The journey is unknown. Oh, walking with you is uncertain many times. But God... Let us have steadfast faith and continue on towards the direction you have called us to go in. And oh, and the direction we know that you have put in our hearts to do and to go. God, in the name of Jesus, we believe today, Lord, and trust you, God, that you are going to move in our lives. Lord, in Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen.